Is CJ Stroud officially a top 10 quarterback in the NFL? That and more today on the Charlie Jacobs podcast. It is November 14th. It is Tuesday and I am recording this week 10. Briefer recap because I want to do something else for this week. I'm not going to go into the NBA even though the NBA is heating up. The season tournament's been going on. I know Curry's not playing tonight, which is interesting. The Warriors have not been good without Curry. They need to trade for someone else because that team around him, Curry's playing at such a high level still, and they need another player. Back, though, to some quick Week 10 recap with two more players joining my three-sack club. Dio Odiyingbo on Indianapolis and Sheldon Rankins on Houston both had three sacks. And watching the games, you could see both players had a huge impact. Odiyingbo had three sacks in the first quarter. Also, this week, six games ended with last-second game-winning field goals. Last night especially was huge with the Buffalo 12-man on the field penalty where the Broncos missed the field goal, but they got to redo it, and then they kicked the field goal and won the game against the Bills. But the main thing I want to do today, go through the NFL and rank who I think are the top 10 quarterbacks. Because quarterback play this year has been pretty bad. There's been a lot of quarterbacks that have never played before. A lot of undrafted rookies. You have Tyson Bajant. You have Danny DeVito. You had Jaron Hall starting a game. The Falcons quarterback situation is a mess. The Packers don't have Aaron Rodgers. Both Aaron Rodgers and Kirk Cousins are injured. Anthony Richardson, after looking promising, also got injured. There's a lot of QB storylines in the NFL right now. And I'm going to kick it off with who I think is the best quarterback in the league. No surprise, Patrick Mahomes. He's not having as good of a season as he has had in the past, especially his MVP seasons, but his weapons are not as great this year. His number one receiver is Rashi Rice, who's a rookie, and his number one tight end, obviously, Travis Kelsey, but you can see that Kelsey's aging. This is the first time he's really started to show his age, and he's starting to decline a little bit, and it is kind of funny that his games are better when Taylor's there, but... Other than that, Kansas City is still 7-2. Mahomes, still the most talented quarterback in the league. I would trust him the most in the playoffs out of any quarterback in the league right now. His defense this year, though, has just been a lot better than it has been, and he hasn't needed to do as much. I'd still take him, as I said, in the playoffs over any other quarterback in the league, including over this next guy who I have at number 2. Philadelphia Eagles quarterback Jalen Hurts. Starting off, the tush-push play that they run is the most unstoppable play in the league, but only when the Eagles run it, they have the offensive line for this. Hertz is big enough for it. They have all the tools necessary to execute this play at such a high level. They're so good at doing it, and whenever they do it, there's really no stopping them. Hertz already this season has seven rushing touchdowns. And it's only going into week 11, and they just had their bye week. Seven rushing touchdowns for a quarterback is a lot. He's playing on a weird knee injury. He still looks pretty good, but you could tell it's bothering him. He'll have a 10-yard run, and then you'll see him kind of limp over back to the huddle. But then he'll run it again. It's just something to monitor, especially if the Eagles want to go back to the Super Bowl. Something big for him. He has the playoff experience, and he has been to the Super Bowl. He was there last year, and they almost won it. He was great in the Super Bowl except for that one fumble, but Hurts has the experience, and this team has the experience. The coaching staff has the experience. He also, as I mentioned before when I was talking about the tush push, the Eagles have the best offensive line blocking for him, and this helps him especially when it comes to passing because Hurts is a great passer. 
AJ Brown, Devontae Smith are great targets. So is Dallas Goddard. But one thing that the Eagles do so special is that whenever AJ Brown goes down the field one-on-one, even two defenders against him, Hertz will just throw it up to him and there's Two of three outcomes are good for them. He'll either make the catch or it'll be pass interference. Sometimes it's intercepted or batted down, but most often A.J. Brown either makes the catch or draws a pass interference call. They're so good at that. And a reason Hurts is so good at doing this is because he has the time in the pocket. Now moving on to someone who doesn't have as much time in the pocket, but who I have as number three, Bengals quarterback Joe Burrow. I know this past week he did throw two picks, but... From where he started this season, he looks so much better. Also, against the Texans, it was not a great loss, and Stroud did have a game-winning drive at the end, but he didn't have T. Higgins, and Chase wasn't fully healthy, so that's big. But the big storyline here with Burrow, he looks back to what he was for the past two years. He looks like one of the top signal callers in the league, and he has the playoff experience. He's been to a Super Bowl. He was in a Super Bowl in kind of an extension of his rookie season because of his ACL tear in his rookie season. And he has amazing weapons around him. He has Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Joe Mixon, and the Bengals are in a really tough division, but Burrow is still such an elite quarterback in this league. Next up, same division, this guy number four, Lamar Jackson. For most of the season so far, especially early on to the midseason, Lamar has looked like 2019 Lamar when he won MVP, but the last few weeks he hasn't looked as great. I'll get to that in a second. Lamar is still a very underrated passer. People don't appreciate how good he is of a passer because they only really focus on the running. The Ravens right now, they're leading the toughest division in football. All teams in that division are over 500, but the Ravens are atop that division at 7-3. and three. One thing Lamar needs to work on, especially if they want to be successful going into the playoffs, is holding onto the ball a little bit more. Even though some of the fumbles he's had, he's recovered or his team has recovered, he's been a little bit sloppy when it comes to holding onto the ball this season. And also the last few weeks, as I said before, he hasn't looked as good, but also you have a game against Seattle where he really didn't need to, especially when Keaton Mitchell was breaking out and a bunch of other players on that team like Gus Edwards, were just running down the Seahawks' throats. This next guy I have, there's an argument for him being at four. There's also an argument to have him at five, which I do. I really think four and five, it can go either way, depending on how you look at it. But right now, with how disappointing this team has been this season, I have Josh Allen at number five. The Bills are five and five right now, and they aren't looking good right now to even make the playoffs, which is crazy. They just fired offensive coordinator Ken Dorsey. Hopefully for them, it'll make them do better. But their offense wasn't really the problem, other than Allen having a lot of bonehead mistakes where he would just shuck a ball up, it would be intercepted. He really has made a lot of those mistakes this year. And in his career, he has been someone who tends to turn the ball over. But he is still at an elite level of quarterback in the NFL. This season, he's thrown 19 touchdown passes to 11 interceptions. The interception is not great. But he has a 70.3 completion percentage. He has seven rushing touchdowns and four fumbles to go along with that. The defense, too, has really been struggling since losing Matt Milano, Daquan Jones, and Tredavious White. But the offense is still playing fairly well. Last night against Denver was a little bit of a different story, especially with some of Allen's turnovers. But the reason for the Bills' lack of success can't be completely placed on the shoulders of Josh Allen, even though he has made some mistakes. And they still have a very tough schedule down the stretch with games against Miami and against Kansas City. 
Next up, quarterback number six on my list, Justin Herbert. The Chargers right now are four and five, but Herbert hasn't really been the problem. He has had a couple times this season where he hasn't looked as good as we expect, but he has had one of the best starts to an NFL quarterback career. He broke records in his rookie season after he wasn't even expected to play. There was a whole weird thing with Tyrod Taylor, and Herbert got the start, and since then, it's only been up from there. He's a great receiving core, but losing Mike Williams really hurts for them, and also Josh Palmer is injured right now, which isn't great. Eckler missed some time, so that might explain the Chargers' record. I really do think that their coaching staff has been the main problem because they have so much talent on that team. I'm not saying it's Kellen Moore because the offense has looked better in the past few weeks, especially what they did against Detroit, but Brandon Staley is not a good head coach in my opinion. I think he needs to go, and I think having him go, promoting Kellen Moore to, to the head coach could really open up so much more things for Herbert. I do think Herbert is elite. He's a great quarterback. He's in the top 10 for sure. I have him at six, and there's that. Next up, number seven, the man, the myth, the legend, Jared Goff. He was kind of taken for dead after he got traded from the Rams to the Lions when the Rams then, the next year, won a Super Bowl with Matthew Stafford. But the Lions did something, and they really rejuvenated Goff's career, and this is the best he's ever played. Right now, he has 14 touchdowns to five interceptions. The Lions are in first place of their division with a record of 7-2. Goff has led the Lions to some huge wins, including opening night where he beat the Kansas City Chiefs in Arrowhead as huge underdogs, and he also just led the Lions to a game-winning field goal drive against the Chargers. His only losses this season, the Lions, that is, are to the Seahawks and Ravens. The Seahawks are one of the top teams in the NFC, and the Ravens are 7-3, and three, and they have one of the league's best defenses. So, right now, Goff, if you watch him, he's one of those players that's really fun to watch. He looks great. He has a great connection with Amon Ross St. Brown. I really like what he's doing with Sam Laporta. That running game in Detroit is really starting to pick it up, especially since that offense has really unleashed Jameer Gibbs. But overall, I do think Goff is a top 10 quarterback. He's playing really well this season. And I could see if the Lions end up getting a one or two seed in the NFC, which is completely possible, that team can make a real playoff run because Goff is great in domes. And having that home field advantage in a dome would be great for Goff. The most of his schedule for the rest of the year is in domes. And that's a huge thing for him. It's one of those stats that when you don't really look at, it's like whatever. But for Goff, it has been a huge thing in his career, and he's overall just been awesome this season. Next up, number eight, the first rookie on this list and the only rookie on this list, C.J. Stroud. Back-to-back weeks, C.J. Stroud has led game-winning drives. Against the Bucks. it was a touchdown drive. Against the Bengals, it was a field goal drive that was kicked at the last second. He just beat a Cincinnati defense this week that has been very good recently the past four weeks before that the Cincinnati defense has been awesome not to mention Nico Collins was not playing against the Bengals Stroud already looks like a top QB in the league he's setting all kind of rookie records and he's even in the MVP conversation this year and I've seen some people argue that he should be the leader right now over the past two weeks he is the best passer rating He's taken a team that was kind of left for dead, and over the past few years, they've been awful, and he's put them in a position where they could make the playoffs and possibly even win their division. 
especially with how Jacksonville has been kind of slowing down recently. They did not look good against the Niners, but the Texans, they started the season 0-2, and since then, he's been 5-2, Stroud has. Stroud looks amazing. Him and Tink Dell have a special connection. I think Tink Dell is going to be a very special receiver in this league, especially tied to Stroud, and... I think Stroud is a great locker room guy for them. It feels like everyone loves him. His teammates love him. The internet loves him. And it's really hard to root against that guy because he's just a kid and he's so fun to watch. He's already such a good quarterback. He's so talented and I did not expect this from him. I thought he was going to be average at best. I didn't think he was going to be this good and this good right away. It's crazy to think of that and... I just love it, and with my Giants being terrible, I'm rooting for C.J. Stroud. Some people now may say this guy should be above Stroud, but at number nine, I have Tua Tungavailoa. He has amazing stats this year. There's no question about that. He's an amazing receiver core. You have Tyree Kill. You have Jalen Waddell. You have Raheem Mostert, who's a great running back this year for them. Devon Achan is coming back this week, and everyone on that team is just fast. They have so much speed on the Dolphins, and it really helps to his stats because the receiving core creates a lot of yak. They get a lot of yards after the catch. Tua could dump a pass five yards across the middle to Tyree Kill, and he could take it for an 80-yard touchdown, but that goes on Tua's stats, his passing yards. I think Tua is still a great quarterback. He's very accurate, but one thing that really is going to knock him is that he has not beaten a team this season that's over 500. Last season, he only did it once, and that was against the Bills in Week 3, where they beat him by two points. And other than that, Tua hasn't beaten a team to really cement him as an elite quarterback. He's a really good quarterback. At the start of the season, with everything he was doing, he was in the front runner as the MVP. But right now, it's kind of died down, especially because he hasn't beaten a team that is one of the best teams in the league. He is very good. But it's also hard to have faith in him, especially with his injury history. And as I said, he hasn't proven he could beat the best teams. Now, number 10. I hate doing this because I'm a Giants fan. But Dak Prescott is the number 10 spot on my quarterback list. The quarterback play this season overall has not been good. Dak recently has been playing a lot better. He has 17 touchdown passes to 6 interceptions. And for Dak Prescott, that number is pretty low with the interceptions. As last year, he was the interception leader. And he has been known in his career to throw some interceptions. As I said, he has been playing better over the past few weeks. He's been throwing the ball well against some average and below average defenses. CeeDee Lamb has been playing really well. Against the Eagles, he did throw the ball well. But there were some injuries on that Eagles defense. And this week against the Giants, he finally got Brandon Cooks going. Uh, He has a good connection with Ferguson. And he has a great offensive line blocking for him. But the big knock on him is that his history says that he can't win big games. And he still has not proven that. He's awful in the playoffs. And this season, he's already shown that he can't win big games. They lost to the Eagles this year. And they also got blown out by San Francisco, 42-10. to So, that's my top 10 list. Patrick Mahomes, number 1. Jalen Hurts, number 2. Number 3, Joe Burrow. Number 4, Lamar Jackson. Number 5, Josh Allen. Number 6, Justin Herbert. Number 7, Jared Goff. Number 8, CJ Stroud. Number 9, Tua Tungavailoa. And number 10, Dak Prescott. That's all for my ranking. But before I leave, 
I have one more thing. I'm going to do this week's Jacob's Jugular. This is an extension, in a sense, of last week's because Arthur Smith has not been fired yet, and I still think he should. He needs to be fired. Yes, they started using Bijan, and it worked. Bijan played well. They used him in the red zone, and he scored a red zone touchdown. The Falcons, in this game against the Cardinals, they were in winning position, and they should have won this game, even with Heineke going out and having Ritter come in, because Ritter did not look awful when he came back in to the game. But they still let Kyler Murray, coming off an ACL injury, off of knee surgery, he hasn't played in 11 months, and he let a team that is 1-7 going into this game drive downfield so easily, get into field goal range, and kick a game-winning field goal against the Falcons. The past three weeks for Arthur Smith have been rough, losing to Will Levis' first career start, losing to Josh Dobbs without Dobbs knowing the playbook and just being trade, and Dobbs wasn't even supposed to play that game. And then he just lost to Kyler in his first game back from tearing his ACL. That's awful. I think even having the first two weeks of this three-game span should have a coach fired, but adding Kyler Murray coming off an ACL tear to that list in a row is not a great thing for him. I really do think he should be fired, and I feel like if he is, with the, how easy the Falcons' schedule is, they could still make it to the playoffs. But that's it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed listening. Thank you for listening. I will be back next week for my recap of Week 11 of the NFL season. Thank you.